All right, let's put it back together. How about we get up on our feet one more time, give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords a praise that he is worthy of. Come on, somebody. Celebrate Jesus in your life, in this house, in our city. Come on, tear the roof off the place today. He's worthy of your highest praise. God, we magnify you. We glorify you. Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted. Somebody shout, glory. Reach over, give somebody a high five. Tell them I love doing life with you. You can be seated. We're so excited that you're with us today. We want to welcome those joining us online. And, and uh, no matter where you are today, we're, we're grateful that you're with us. We're believing God for some big things in your life. And uh, how many of you know, man, God is good. I said God is good. Okay. And uh, hopefully today you're going to have a collision with some truth that'll that'll change tomorrow, that'll give you the ability to do things that you've never been able to do before. I really believe that when our eyes are open, we can see things that we couldn't see. And when you can see stuff you couldn't see, you can go places you couldn't get. And when you get to places you couldn't go before, you can accomplish things that you didn't think were possible. And, and that, that's what we're believing God for, that you reach stuff you couldn't touch, that you could, that you could just change lives that you thought were unchangeable, that, you would, that you'd have victory in places that you never dreamed possible, that the life that God has for you is an amazing life, that you couldn't come up with a better plan no matter how hard you tried, that God is for you, not against you. He's going to help you, not harm you. And today we're here celebrating that God, and we show up to grow up. Amen? And man, I think we just ought to give Jesus one more big round of applause. Thank him. To, thank him today. Amen. Hey, if you're here today and you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, uh, the ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. You need to study God's Word. You need to get in it. And, and I think there's some great spiritual disciplines, reading the Bible every year. That's awesome. Uh, but I think that it's kind of a responsibility. Isn't it funny that uh, the, the church, you know, a lot of people, and, and when I talk about the church, it, you know, we all have a different picture that pops up in our head and a different kind of understanding of what church is. I grew up in, uh, grew up in church my entire life. And uh, we had a tent, we traveled, we did uh, revival meetings, we did two-a-day meetings. <laughs> I've been around people my whole life that were uh, kind of wanting to be raptured from responsibility. And uh, the deal is, is that you and I have a responsibility to know God's Word. I mean, that is your responsibility as a believer. Man, you need to know God's Word because it's God's Word that has the power to, to change the way you think, which will change the way you feel, which will change the choices you make, so on and so forth. And, and, but you got to know God's Word. God's Word is what's going to equip you to win in every situation. Man, God, God, God desires to bless you, but the word bless means to be positioned to win or succeed in any situation. God wants you to win, but you got, you got to take the word and you got, you got to begin to apply it to your life. And so sometimes instead of reading the whole chapter, you know, or, or, or a whole book, or you need a verse or two that, that you just meditate on, that you pound in to your very being so that when life shakes you, that's what comes out of you. And uh, that word will give you the ability to, to see what you couldn't see. And, and uh, James said, if you'll receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, meekness, it's not a timid spirit, it's a teachable spirit. If you'll let God's word bring instruction to your life, it says that it has the power, the power to save your soul. Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the choices you make. If God's word isn't changing the way you think, you're not in it enough. Yeah, and, you, and, and I know, trust me, I know life is busy. 
Okay, I, I know that the, the pace of, of our society is, is just ramped up and it's always going, but you have a responsibility to get that word in you. And, uh, you know, well, yeah, well I, I come to church. I, I think we've proven over the last 35 years of ministry that you can go to church a lot and never grow. I think just in the study and, and the little experiment that we've done, we found out that people can be around all the time and never really grow. Don't be like that. Man, just make a determination that, man, no, no I, I'm going to know more. I'm going to know more uh, by the end of this day than I did at the beginning about God's Word. Mark 4, 24, it says, be careful what you hear. And it means give care to what you hear, to the truth you hear. Amplified Bible says the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Virtue is power. Remember when Jesus said, hey, somebody touched me, and they said, everybody's touching you. He said, yeah, but I felt virtue leave my body. I felt power. I felt somebody put a draw on the power. You be the one that presses through and, and, and gets a hold of virtue. It's by the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. So, you know, and, and that thought, that thought process is that meditation, right? Where, you know, Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night. Meditate. You know, read it and repeat it and 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 then pause and let the Holy Spirit talk to you and then read it and repeat it some more and take that verse and, and, and just, just, I mean, devour it until it devours you. Because this book that we've got and this, 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 this word that we are studying, it's not simply the word of God, but it's a word from God. And, and, and there's a threshold there. There's a place that you can cross over and you take the logos to, and it becomes a rhema. And it's a word that's been breathed in, breathed upon by the Spirit of God himself. And it begins to speak life to you. You know, in Proverbs 4, when he said, My son, attend to my words and hearken to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to those that find it. God's word is life to those that find it. God's word is life, life, life to those that find it. God's word is life to those that find it. Amen. Man, I'm telling you something. This life that God offers is pretty good stuff right and, and uh, you know like so many people said you know sometimes these saints are kind of crazy but it's true ain't no high like the most high amen it's life to those that find it health and healing to all their flesh well if it's life to those that find it sometimes we, we you know it's like we, we haven't stopped and actually considered and, and, and meditated long enough okay so it's life to those that find it so in other words you got to look for it You got to look for it. See, see, if you're going to find it, it means it's not, it's not sitting out there in the open. You, you know, uh, uh, God's word is like, you know, David put it this way. Thy word have I hid in my heart. He, and he didn't hide it, uh, you know, so that it, you know, so it's like a treasure. The value of this thing. This is so valuable that I don't just leave it. See, if you had a bucket of gold, you wouldn't just leave it on the front porch like to welcome guests with it. No, you, you, you take it in, you put it in a safe place. And that's what we got to do with this word, right? We take his word and we put it in, in us in a place where it's safe, where we're guarding it, protecting it. And when, and when the enemy comes and tries to take it, we slap his hand, man. You know, I punch him in the throat. You ain't getting this. Why? Because this is my life. This is my livelihood. This is what empowers me to do what God has called me to do. And, 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 and man, but so many believers, you know, we're, we're so lethargic when it comes to the word of God. We're, well, you know, we're, we might talk about it. I don't know what we're going to talk about, to be honest. But we might talk about it. But the fact is, is that uh, we're lazy. And uh, we, we want somebody to do it for us. 
right? And, and, and we, we, man, don't you love going to a place that will wait on you? You know, like if you go out to lunch today after service, isn't it cool? To go, you know, some of these places where you stand in line and you do it yourself, that's cool, but there ain't nothing like getting waited on by somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, and, and, and we, we love that service orientation, you know, where people take care of us. But when it comes to the Word of God, you can't just come to church like a consumer and, and, and have everybody wait on you. You got to get in the Word of God. And the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Study, that word means to, uh, to engage in to the, to the level of uh, producing a sweat. Okay, so you got to work at this thing. But when you find it, Oh baby, oh man! But when it starts, when it starts breathing life into you, and all of a sudden the things that used to trip you up are now underneath your feet. When you see God, life, God, life is—it's not—it's not another level of life. Because see, because it, it, you know, in John 10, when he said, "Hey, there's a, there's an enemy that comes to kill and to steal and to destroy," but I have come, Jesus said, "I have come that you might have life." Zoe, Z-O-E is the Greek word there. You might have life. It's life as God has it. See, it's not another level of your life. It's the ability to experience God life. God life is more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. He said, I, 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 want, I want you to get that life, man. I want you to have that life. It's not an, see, if all you get is another level of your life, well, what if you have crazy? Well, now you just got another level of craziness, right? If you get, I got chaos. Well, I got a new level of chaos. No, I don't want a new level of that. I need God life. And, and, and if, we could, if we could search his word and find it, break the sweat, do whatever it takes, get God's word to come alive in your life, you will never be the same again. Amen. You got your Bible ready, your device, whatever you got, let's hold it up. We're going to make a confession together. Lift it up real high. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I choose to do what it says I can do. I have an open spirit. I have a teachable mind. From this moment forward, I'm never going to be the same. I refuse to be the same. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody shout amen. Amen. Touch your neighbor. Tell him I'm changing already. Amen. Man, I, hey, you guys are rocking today. I love worship. I love the, what the guys are doing. And, and uh, uh, just love the opportunity to do life with you guys. And, and it's, it's just amazing. Shelby and, I, Shelby and I this week celebrated 33 years of marital bliss. Yeah. I told her last night, I'll tell you again, you're so blessed. I love hanging out with blessed people. It just gets all over you. Man, you're blessed. Hey, this year, this year, I told Shelby, you know, uh, uh, you know, a little while before the anniversary date, I said, okay, anywhere in the world you want to be, anywhere, I'll take you there. Anything you want to do on our anniversary, we're going to do it. She picked Prosser. <laughs> and, uh, and our son got married, and he and his bride on our anniversary, they got married, and they are now currently in Mexico. Hi, guys. If you're watching, like you should be. <laughs> and, and you know they're with us today. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. <laughs> oh, my God, I just made myself laugh. Oh, shoot. Never going to be the same again. All right. Amen. Look at somebody tell them, hey, I'm a big deal. Look the other way say, hey, you're a big deal. 
You, you know, there's something about you. There's something about you that you need to understand that you're not here. You're, you're not some mistake that happened. I don't care what your mom and dad said. <laughs> yeah, no, God, you know, the, and uh, Jeremiah, it, it, it's, uh, it's put pretty clearly. He said, before I knew you, I formed you. Before I knew you, I formed you, and I sanctified you, and I've ordained you. Before, it's as if God had a dream about the future, and he saw exactly where you would fit. And he sanctified, he made you different from anybody else. And then he ordained you or empowered you to fulfill the dream that he was having about the future. That you, you are, you're, you're special to God, you are, uh, and you're more, you're more powerful and, and you're, you're, uh, you, know, you have more authority than you realize. A lot of times I find people praying for power. You have enough power to blow the lips off the front of your face. You, you don't need power, you, you, you need revelation. You need insight, you need understanding, you need, you need to have the ability to discern who you are in Christ, because you have been equipped by God to demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of your life. You know, if you don't have a life motto yet, maybe, maybe, maybe you could grab one today, you know, a, a, a goal, a mantra, a purpose in your life. You know, I get up out of bed every day simply to humiliate hell. I just want to make the devil look bad because he's such a stinking loser. And, and, and he's a defeated enemy. Jesus said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. Well, Jesus didn't say it. The Bible says about Jesus. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he would destroy the works of the evil one. How many of you believe that God was successful in fulfilling his purpose on the earth? Well, if Jesus was successful in fulfilling his purpose, then he came and he destroyed the works of the evil one. The evil one gets a lot of credit for a bunch of junk he didn't even do. He just takes advantage of things that, you know, he finds cracks and, 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 and weaves his way in. And we, we empower him in so many ways that he doesn't actually have that. The Bible says that God has given to you power above all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. And the power that he gave to the enemy is, a di is two different words there in, in that scripture. And he said that he's given you authority. So your power has authority. You have authority. You have authority over all the power of the enemy. I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I got to work at it today because I know sometimes, like if I get like Pentecostal or something, I freak you out. So I'm going to try really hard to contain this thing that's like blowing up on the inside of me. But, but I, I, need, I need to convey this reality to you that you have authority over all the power of the enemy. Okay, And nothing shall by any means harm you. And, and there's doors in your life that have been left open that the enemy takes advantage of, but you have the authority, close the door. Man, you have the, you have, you have the authority to, to, to stand up in who you are and recognize, hey, I am a big deal in Christ. I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. Man, no weapon formed against me can prosper, and every tongue that rises against me, I can condemn because this is the heritage of the living, or the children of a living God. I have the ability, man, to, to do anything that the Bible says that He's given me by His divine power. He has given me everything that I need to live a life of godliness. Everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Man, just as I increase my knowledge of Him, my power increases. And I have everything that I need that pertains to life, you know, just the mundane, everyday, so I got it. And godliness, and that's everything that God's called me to do, everything that God's, you know, that he created me to do. You, you know, you, you got to understand something. And, you know, and I know, I know that, 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 you know, well, you got to be really careful because we don't want people thinking too highly of themselves. 
Dude, like that's going to happen? You have family and friends. <laughs> They'll bring you right back down to reality, okay? <laughs> but, 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 you know, thinking too highly of yourself, you think it, you, you're, you're, missing, you're misinterpreting that thought already. Here, here's the deal is that uh, it's like Nick, Nick mentioned it already, but uh, most of the time we think too lowly of ourselves. Most of the time, we, we think of ourselves as a, as a misfit, as a loser, as a mistake, as somebody who ke- continues to fail. And, and the reality is, is that we don't even believe in failure. We believe in learning. And you, you, you may have experienced a, a, you know, a catastrophe in life. That's okay, because God's plan is about your future. And, and the reality is, the reality is, is that God in His sovereignty... And, it, and, and, and God in his sovereignty has, has made room for your uh, free will. And when you make choices and you, you, you perform actions and you do things that are mistakes, it, it, God, it doesn't like blow God away. It's like God, God knew the craziness that was going to be, you know, part of my life. And, and, and he, he's already planned it in. He's already got it covered. And, and you, you, you are headed for a collision with, with destiny and with purpose. You know, uh, uh, the Bible says that, he said, I, you know, the race is not to the swift, neither is the battle to the strong, neither is riches to men of understanding, but time and chance happeneth unto all men. Time and chance. Time is, is not just the clicking of time, but it's a moment in time that's impregnated by God with purpose. And chance, it's not, it's not like a oops, but, but it's, a, it's an opportunity, okay? That every day, here, here, here's what I've grown to believe and, and found to be true, is that every day there, there are divine moments that, that, that come along every single day where you have the ability to collide with purpose for that day. And, and that it, it, the Bible teaches us that it happens for every one of us, that there, is, there are moments in each day where we can collide. You're going to have a collision with destiny today, I believe you're doing it right now. We're in church. Come on, somebody. You know, we're in the locker room, right? We're in the locker room. We're getting ready to take the field. And before we go out there, bam, God's going to infuse you with a strength that you, that, man, if church, if church isn't making you better, this is hard for a pastor to say, if church isn't making you better, stop going. Man, it ought to make you better. Right? You know, man, one of our purposes is to help you win. Right? And, and, and the reality is, is that, man, if you, if you could just collide with that, you, you are more powerful than you realize. You know, First John, uh, go ahead and throw the scripture up. It says, you are of God. You came out of God. You, 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 you know, human, humus, and man, two words put together to make one word. Humus, dirt, man, spirit. You're a spirit. God's a spirit. And your spirit came out, came out of God himself. And not only do you belong to him, but man, he's in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now quickening your mortal body. Oh, come on, somebody. This is amazing that, 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 that you, you are of God and you have already, that's past tense, you have already defeated, you've already overcome any power that's trying to operate against God. You've already got the victory. Well, I, I don't feel like it. Well, let me tell you why you don't feel like it. Feelings are the results of thoughts, right? See, words turn into thoughts and thoughts turn into feelings and feelings uh, are making our choices and our choices are determining our actions and our actions are, are developing our habits and our habits are creating our character and our character is tying us to an end result. And, and, and today, I just, I just need to like, 
get this out of me, into you, because a lot of us are experiencing the wrong end result. We, you know, we, we, we're believing God for certain promises, but we're not seeing the production of the promises of God in our life. Well, why? Well, and here's why. Because a lot of times we, we're thinking wrong, which makes us feel wrong, so we end up choosing wrong. And, and, and we look at life and we say, well, I, I, I don't have victory, but the Bible says you do. Now, if God says you have it and you say you don't, Somebody's wrong. Somebody's mistaken. Somebody's lying. Now here's the tough question of the day. Is it me or is it God? I got news for you. God ain't a liar. He's not wrong. He's not mistaken. And you already have the victory. You already have because greater is he who's in you. Man, the God in you, the God in you, the God in you, ma'am, the God in you, sir, the God in you is greater than the enemy that's in the whole world. Well, how did this defeated devil get so much authority? Well, see, that's just it. He doesn't have authority. I think, I think the Bible put it this way. Give no place to the devil. The word place is position of effectual opportunity. Don't give it up. I've set before you today life and blessing. And it's almost like God gave us a multi, you know, what do they call that? Uh, multi, multiple choice test. And then threw in the answer just to help us out a little. Set in front of you life and death. Choose life. Set in front of you, life and death, blessing and cursing. Pick. You ready? And you reach for death, and he slaps your hand. <laughs> let's, let's do this again. You, you know, don't give this place to the enemy. The place that you are at today, the place that you are at today, don't give the enemy an inch. Don't give it to him. Take it back. Okay, take it back. Go in, this land that's in front of you, go in, possess the land, right? Possess the land, possess the land. That means to drive out the previous tenant, make him poor and dwell in his place. Areas of your life that the enemy has taken up residency, time to drive him out. Time, to, time for eviction. Time for eviction. I told TJ earlier in the week, I said, TJ, I noticed you hadn't paid your rent this month. I charged my kids rent. I said, TJ, I, I noticed you haven't paid your rent. And he goes, Dad. And I said, that's it, you're evicted. I know you're going on a little trip. When you get back, you'll have 48 hours. Get your crap out of my house. <laughs> Stern like that. Okay. You've got to drive out the enemy. It's time to evict the enemy in your life. Well, how do I do it? Well, let's see what some of the places where the Bible tells us how to do that. In Philippians chapter 4, he said, uh, My dearly beloved and long for my joy, my crown, stand fast in the Lord. You know, this is just this one little statement. If you could meditate this one for a while, what's it mean to stand fast in the Lord, to quit being shaken, to quit being moved, to quit being pushed around? No, take a stand and hold that stand. You know, John 14 says, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, uh, don't let the Amplified says, don't let your heart be agitated. Well, well, I don't feel like I'm angry. That's not what agitated means. Agitated means is to be beat on until you let go of what you're holding to. 
You know, the agitator in the washing machine back in the day when they had an agitator in them. It wasn't the front loader. It was the top loader. had the agitator in there, and it would, it would just beat against the clothes to, to cause the clothing to separate from the dirt that was clinging to it. But, but God said, hey, man, don't, 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 let, don't let your heart be beaten on by, by a defeated enemy to the point that you let go of. See, that's how so many of us get separated from the Word of God is because we, we, we allow our circumstances to dictate our belief systems instead of holding on to our belief system until the circumstance aligns. See, sometimes you do. You have to stand through some stuff. You got to go through some storms. Read, read about anybody who ever went anywhere with Jesus. They ended up in the storm one shape or another. Be, why? Because it's always opposed, right? Man, you're going against the world. There's probably going to be some opposition, but it stand fast in the Lord. Drop down to verse four, and, and it's, it's really, you know, we, we all have heard this one, rejoice in the Lord always. Get happy no matter where you are. Get ha- just be happy no matter where you are. Why? Because we know that the testing of our faith produces endurance, and endurance, when it's finished, this work will cause us to be complete and mature, lacking nothing. See, if we, if we know that all things work together for good for those that love God and who are called according to his purpose, if we know that, then we don't have to be shaken because of the circumstance. We can stand there and say, man, I don't know how he's going to do it, but God's coming through. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. In the next verse, he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. And, and moderation, you know, again, uh, we, we, need, we need to understand what the Bible's talking about. You know, moderation. He ain't talking to drinkers. Just, you know, do everything in moderation. Look, moderation is selflessness. Man, let the whole world know that the, the, the journey you're on, it, that, that it's bigger than just you. And that God's doing a work in you, that you're in the same place that a lot of people without God are in it, but you have a better outcome. Why? Because you got God. Man, that life with God is better than life without God, and the life that I have in me is from God, and the life that God gives, I can share with you. Man, it's not about me. Let, let, let everybody know that, that, that you're selfless and that you understand that at any given moment, boom, God's going to show up in the middle of this thing. The Lord is at hand. Man, if you, if you don't know how to make it through this, just put your eyeballs on me. You, you need to have the ability to tell people, follow me. Follow me while I follow Christ. Follow me, man. I'll show you how to demonstrate Satan's defeat in this mess. Hello, somebody. He goes on in verse 6. He says, he says uh, be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't get worried. Don't be fretful. You know, uh, let not your heart be agitated right? Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed, John 14, 28, Amplified. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Don't permit yourself to be fearful and cowardly and unsettled. Just stop it. Look at somebody say, stop it. <laughs> but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, see, a lot of us, we, we mess up right here because, uh, the, you know, what we call prayer. What we call prayer. A lot of times, what, what, that, what you're doing can, 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 we be, can we just be real today? Can we get real super practical just for a minute? Because a lot of times what Christians call prayer is it's not prayer. That's whining. Okay? That's just sanctified complaining. And, you know, trying to get God to feel sorry for you. Got to let that hang there for a minute. trying to figure out how to say this without hurting too many people because Christians are soft. Easiest people on the planet to offend. Believer. They're, 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 have pity on me. You don't need pity. 
See, a lot of people, a lot of people come to church looking for pity. You don't need pity. You need power. Now, there's a story in the Bible where some people came to Jesus and said, Lord, would you have pity on me? And, and no, I'm not going to give you pity. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to restore you. See, you, 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 you go and complain to God you, you, to get God to feel sorry for you when he's the God who's equipped you to win. He's the God who has empowered you to demonstrate Satan's defeat. See, God knows what you got in it and and what you got in you. And and sometimes you're in the squeeze, and it's not just to see the impurities that come out. It's to see the greatness that's in there. See, you you, got to understand this thing. that You don't pray the problem. You pray the solution. I said, you don't pray the problem. Oh, God. Oh, God, my children have lost their stinking minds. God, help me. Help me reach my children. My children are crazy. They're so disobedient. God. No, it's God, I just thank you. All my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. And God, I thank you that you are enlightening the eyes of their understanding that they might know the hope of their calling. And God, I thank you that you're also helping me so that I can stay out of jail because if you don't show up, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> With thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and let your request be made known unto God. And look at, look at this, verse 7. And the peace of God. And the peace of God. There's something a believer could use. And the peace of God, and the peace of God, and the, there's something you could get, wrap your life around, huh, and get, get wrapped around you. The peace of God, wouldn't it be awesome if you could just carry the peace of God? Wouldn't it be cool if we could show a world that doesn't know peace, if we could show them what peace looked like because of our relationship and our connection with God, who was in the Prince of Peace? Wouldn't it be cool if people looked at you and said, he must know God because I know him? Man, I know that dude. I know that dude. I know he ain't smart. I know he ain't rich. I know he ain't powerful. I know he's not positioned well. But look at the peace on that sucker. I think people who don't like you ought to wish they were you. Because he got peace, man. Yeah, the peace of God. I don't even understand it. And most of us, most of us could probably testify about moments in our life when a peace settled on us and we couldn't even understand it. We should have been freaked out, but we couldn't. We tried. There have been moments in our life when Shelby and I have tried to worry. We were all out of it. It's a bummer when you run out of worry. You can't worry. Can't worry. Why? Well, because we know something. We, I said we know something. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and mind through Christ. Look at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, pure, lovely, if there's a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Well, by the way, as a believer, you don't have the right to think anything you want to. When you surrender your life to Jesus, we need to tell you today. When you surrender your life to Jesus, he's going to ask you to change the way you think. See, that is the message of Jesus if you study his life and his ministry. Repent. That was basically his sermon, repent. Repent, which is change the way you think. Change the way you think. See, and, and even when we think about the word repent, we, we, most of the time we think about it wrong because we think about, you, you know, I'm, I'm going north, and if I repent, I'm going to turn and go south. But, but it, it is, is, is correct. But it's not this way. It's this way. See, because repent is two prefixes put together to make a word. Re means to bring back to the original, okay? And pent is the top, as in penthouse. So when you repent, you get back up on top again. 
This is what I want you to do. I, I, I want to pull you out from under. It's like, like the writer said, man, you have picked me up out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and put a new song in my heart, even praise unto my God. That's what repentance is, is where you're no longer under the press, but you're on top. He's made my feet like hind's feet and caused me to run to the top of the highest places. He said, I want you to think on these things. We'll come back to this one in a minute. Look at verse 9 for just a second. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Oh, I got to do something to know that peace. I got to do. See, a lot of us are waiting for the peace to show up. Then we're going to do something. No, if you do what he said, then you're going to find the peace. And the reason that a lot of us don't have peace in areas of our life is because we're not doing what he said to do in that situation. So we got to walk a life of obedience. We got to live a life of obedience to God, and we have to do. But we have to live a life that we can also say, I mean, look what he said. Look what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Let me ask you something. If people live the life that you live, would their life get better? And if the answer is not a resounding yes, then change your life. Change your life. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. you, you and, and there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, okay? The Bible says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great re- recompense of reward, for you have need of patience after you've done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. You know, you, you need to walk with a very strong confidence. Not talking about arrogance, talk, talking about confidence. And I, and I can confidently tell you today that if you live life the way that Shelby and I have lived our life, your life will get better. You need to be able to tell your friends, just tag along, buckwheat. Man, I got friends that aren't believers. Huh, they, they will be. Let's go. Let's walk together. See, we, 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 we believe in finding people who are far from God and walking with them till they get close to God. And the reality is, is that I truly and honestly believe this, that if you're walking with God, anybody who's walking with you is going to get closer to God, and you don't have to figure out some way to correct them. You have to figure out some way to connect to them. Go, go back to verse 8. He said, all of these things, all, well, what is true? Well, God's word is true. What, what's honest? God's word is honest. What's just? God's word is just. What's pure? God's word is pure. What's lovely? God's word is lovely. What, what's good? Reward? Well, that's God's word. If there's virtue and praise, that's, that's the word. Think on these things. Think. You, you know what we have to do? We have to stop thinking little deal and start thinking big deal. Look at somebody say, think big deal. Oh, look the other way that the person you tried to ignore and say it like you mean it. Say, think big deal. <laughs> You're a big deal. You're a big deal. That's why hell's fighting you. That's why the opposition is hitting you. That, 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 that's, that's why the journey seems to be uphill because it's a big deal, okay? And you got to start thinking big deal and you got to think right. You got to stop thinking wrong because we got to get your feeling right so that you be choosing right, so that you be acting right, so that you get the right habit, so you have the right character, so you can have the right end result. And you got you to think. And that word there is, uh, let, let me read it to you because every time I try to, to quote it, I get a little bit off. That word is logizomai. Logizomai. Listen to the definition of this word. You can go to blueletterbible.org or open up your Vines Expository Dictionary and find it. Go to your Strong's Concordance and look up these words. It says to determine and to purpose and to decide and recognize God's word as truth. This word deals with reality. And it literally says this in this dictionary. It says, if I legisimai that my bank account has $25 in it, it has $25 in it, period. Otherwise, I am deceiving myself. This word refers to facts more than and rather than supposition or opinion. 
See, a lot of us are living our life by opinion when we need to live it by the fact of God's word. Okay, so, you, you, so, so basically what you're doing is you're taking God's word and you're meditating on it and you're, uh, until, until you are uh, proving that God's word, see, uh, 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 what, what, what's the verse that says that you prove God's will is uh, good, acceptable, perfect? How's that start? All these Bible scholars. No, no, that you would prove that God's will for your life is good, perfect, and acceptable, the perfect, good, and acceptable will of God. That you would prove, is that, uh, is that Romans 12, 2, where it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove that the will of God for your life is good, acceptable, and perfect, that you might prove, you know who you're proving it to? You. See, some of you need to, you, you need to spend enough time in the Word of God that you prove to yourself that God's plan is to prosper you, not to harm you. Why? Because you're not getting the right results. See, I love you today, so I'm going to tell you the truth. A lot of us, most of us, aren't getting the, the right results in, in all the areas of our life that we should be getting. So we look, so we look like we're crazy to the world. Because you, you're running around telling everybody that God's plan is to prosper me, and you can't even pay your bills. Still with me? <laughs> oh, he's going to start meddling now. Well, you don't worry. I only have a few more minutes. So I better meddle hard. We haven't proven to ourselves. And what we got to do is we got to think on these things. See, if the enemy can keep you thinking wrong, you'll continue to live wrong. And living wrong, and I'm not talking about sinning as described by your local denomination. I'm, I'm talking about having the wrong result in your life. When you're supposed to have a peaceful habitation, but you ain't got nothing but chaos. You're supposed to have a secure dwelling, but there's nothing but insecurity. You're supposed to have a quiet resting place. All you got is noise coming from every direction. It's the wrong result. It's the wrong result. It's, it's, it's a people of God that don't have joy. The people of God that don't know hope. It's the people of God that, that what we got, we got a t-shirt and a bumper sticker and a nasty attitude. And God's looking to us saying, come on, there's a better life than that for you. Come on, there's a better life than that for you. There's areas of your life that aren't aligned with God's will and his plan. Well, why not? Well, stop justifying, the, just, just stop justifying, you know, the lack and, and make a decision. I must be thinking wrong. So I got I to gotta dive in here and I got to go at this thing. And, and, and I got I to gotta align myself with God's plan. Because there's a way that seemeth right unto man, Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right, but the end is nothing but destruction. If there's areas in your life where there's nothing but destruction, it's because you did it your way. It seemed right, but, but we hyper-focus on the way instead of focusing on the end. And, and if you could focus on the end, then God could direct the way. Look, look at this. Look, look at this one in Proverbs chapter 3. These are, again, familiar scriptures, but it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And most of us would swear to God that we trust him in all of our heart. But the reality is, no, we're thinking wrong even when it comes to trusting God. You got to learn to trust God with all your heart and not lean to your own understanding. Have you ever noticed that when someone's really listening or, or here, this will make it easier. Like when you're watching the game and somebody is over there on the side and they're, and they're messing with the chip bag. And, and, and the announcer's telling you something that's kind of important, and all you hear is people getting chips and dip, and, 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 you, and you lean forward a little bit so you can hear. Why? Because you don't want to miss it. 
right? It's like when he said, attending to my words, like a deer when his ears prick up. He's out there in the woods and he hears something and he stops and he leans toward what he heard. Why? Because he needs to hear it clearly. And see, what we have to do is we have to lean into the word of God. You got to lean in, make sure, be careful what you hear, man. I got to lean into this thing. I got to make sure I'm here. Matter of fact, it right there in your chair for just a second, just do this. Just lean forward for a minute. Just lean in. Come on, lean in. Somebody ain't moving. Are you hurt? You need a massage? Lean a little bit. Lean in a little bit and, and, and learn, learn how in your life to lean in to hear God instead of lean into your own understanding. Well, why would I do that? Because of the next verse. If you could submit to God, if you could acknowledge him, if you could submit him to him, he can direct all your paths. So in order for God to direct your path, you, first you have to trust him with all your heart. And then you have to lean to him and not to, to your way. And, and, and if you can submit to him, then he can direct your path. See, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. God has prepared some things for you, but a thing that is prepared is made ready in advance, and a thing that's made ready in advance is waiting for you at a place. And if you're not careful, you'll miss the place the thing is located because you took a path that wasn't the right path. But if God could direct your path, he could get you to the place where the thing is located. You with me? I said, if he, could, if he could direct your path, God could get you to the place where the thing is located. But you got to be not leaning to your own understanding because a lot of times you're at the right place, but you've called it cursed instead of blessed. But you, you, you don't see it because, you know, the eyes of your understanding haven't been enlightened. You don't know the hope of your calling. And so you know, anything could happen. Look at verse 7. He said, don't be wise in your own eyes. See, here's where you think too highly of yourself when you think that your way is better than God's way. You need to stop thinking so highly of yourself that you got a I got a grip on what's going on. You're not God. One of the writers in the book said, "You're God in heaven, here I am on earth. How about we let my words be few?" In other words, he said, "God, you're God, big picture. I'm me here. No clue. How about we do this your way? Be, don't be wise in your own eyes. But respect God and, and depart from evil. And e evil, evil's one of them words that in, in our culture, you know, we don't like that word. We don't like to say that there's evil in our life. We don't like to say, you know, well, another translation of that would be wicked. Oh, God, no, don't call me wicked. But we got to find a word we're more comfortable with. So we say weak. We say, we, well, I, well, I don't even like that, so I'll put it this way. Well, I'm, I'm not strong like you. You know how many times in my life I've heard this from people? Because, you, you know, they're, they're all screwed up and they got, they're, they're ending up with the wrong situation. And you say, here's what you need to do. And this is exactly what I would do if I was in your shoes. And, and their response is, yeah, but I'm not strong like you. Well, somebody's lying. Because God says you have strength for all things. You can do what God's called you to do. He's given you everything that you need to live a life that pleases God. He's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. You, you got this. You got you, you to depart from evil. Look at verse 8. It'll be health to thy navel. <laughs> That's exactly what I need. Health to my navel. He said, you know what? It'll make you strong. It'll make you healthy. Man, it'll be for your good. You'll be stronger than you've ever been. 
You, you'll be flourishing. You'll have a life that's flourishing. You, you, you'll have a life that, that, that is, is happy, blessed, fortunate, and to be envied. Oh, my God. Happy, blessed, fortunate, and to be envied. Happy, fortunate, blessed, and to be envied. That's the life you're supposed to be living. Happy, fortunate, blessed, and to be envied. And he said, in verse 9, he, he, he puts it like this in verse 9. So honor the Lord with thy substance. Oh, my God, how did he tie that to this? See, a lot of us, we think that we, we trust God. We trust God, but when it comes, we don't realize that this, all, this, this has to do, this, what this has to do with money? Yeah, because you think about money wrong, too. I mean, there's so many areas where we think wrong, but let's just take a minute and talk about money. And I only got like six minutes left. So, so listen, listen quick. A lot of times we think so wrong about money. Well, well, but God's plan is to prosper you. And if you're not prospering, then you must be outside of his plan. Well, how did I get outside of his plan? Because he couldn't direct your path. Well, why couldn't he direct your path? Because you wouldn't depart from evil. You wouldn't depart from, the, from, from your way. You didn't lean into him. You leaned on your understanding. And your understanding took you down a road that, that is separated from, from the plan that God had for your life. He said, he, he, honor the Lord of the substance with the first fruit. He's talking about tithing, about giving. And, and, and you, know, you know how many people, I know people who have that first part, you know, trusting the Lord with all their heart. They have that verse tattooed on their body. But they don't give. Look at verse 10. Here it comes. It's coming. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And the presses will burst out with new wine. Look at, look at the life that God wants you to have. In abundance, to the top, to the overflow. Prosperous, overflowing life. That's flowing. Well, 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 why, 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 why do we have to tie this to giving? Because God did. Because God did. And, and see, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the point I want to make about this. Is a lot of us, you know, in our thinking about money, you know, and, and there's so many different ways to, and the pendulum swings, and it's like, like if it's not way out there to the left, the, the enemy can't, he doesn't want you to be balanced, he wants to swing way out to the right. And so, you know, where I've struggled in my life when it comes to money, and, and I can try to justify it and blame it on the way I was raised and the guy who raised me and, and, and the poverty stuff and all of that crap, and, and, but, but the reality is, is that I would make statements like this, that I don't even care about money. I don't even care about money. I don't, I don't care. God supplies all my needs. It's not, a, it's not an issue to me. And there's, there's like the, the different levels of life, I guess, where, where that's fine for a season. But then at some point, you have to have a revelation. You better care about money. Because when you, when you tell yourself you don't care about money, you're deceiving yourself. Because money, well, money's kind of important. You trade your life for money, right? But, but see, what we do, what the enemy wants to do is he takes advantage of, the, of that belief, right, that money's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal about money. And God, God, God doesn't really look at the money. He, God's not really looking at the way I give. God's not, that's not a big deal to God. And, and, you, and you say that. And here's the crazy thing is that in the offering, see, in the offering, a lot of people will give God less than what they wasted this week. And so you bring God an offering, that which you're willing to waste, and expect a return that's of insane value. 
that he'd open up the windows of heaven. Don't you get it? The Bible says that if you'll do this, that he'd open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you. You couldn't even contain them. And, 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 and it's valuable to God. I mean, it's, it's vital to God. And God, God, God knows that you need this for your life. And he wants, to, he wants to give you a life that's flourishing. But you can't come to God with something that means nothing to you and call it worship. Remember when Abraham, remember when Abraham was taking his son up the mountain and he's going to go sacrifice him and he made this statement. He said, he said, the lad and I go yonder to worship. Well, my God, he's going to worship God and he's given, he's given something of insane value to him, to God. And he said, you know what? This ain't just some sacrifice. You might call it a sacrifice, but I call it worship. See, you might call it curse, but I call it blessed. We're going to the same place, but I got a different title on it. And the life that God's wanting you to experience is a life that is overabundant and to the top and overflowing in every area of your life, but when it comes time to giving and to proving to God that we trust him, he, God said, if you trust me, you're going to honor me, yeah, and that's, good, that's just to worship him with, with your giving. And if you can't get this, man, don't lie to yourself and don't say to yourself that you trust God if you can't trust him here. Oh, you just want our money. We're going to do a deal today. See, we say the offering to the end today on purpose. Because some of us, we need a moment with God where he can speak to us so that we can give God something that actually moves us. Because there's seasons in my life where I'm going to be honest with you, the tithe didn't move me. I didn't care. I didn't care about money. Over the last couple of years, though, God's been working on me. and He's been teaching me how that I better start caring about money. Because if I'm going to get you to the place that you need to be, i got to get there first. And so I've taken a couple of years, and I don't ever talk about We hardly ever talk about this. You can go back through the, through the archives, and you're not going to find a whole bunch of messages on giving. But today... This whole thing's leading up to this one point. So that you can honor God, so that you can trust God. Why? Because there's too many people in here suffering in financial situations that you shouldn't be in. And you cannot consistently perform a task that's inconsistent with your character. And since you don't trust him here, you can't trust him there. And since you don't trust him there, you won't trust him over here. And because you don't trust him over here, and you justify all over the place, and then you end up with the wrong end result, but you're telling the whole world, follow me. No, man, we want, them, we, want, we want the world to walk with you, but we want you to get them to the right place. We want them to have a collision with God. Yeah, but you don't understand. I've made way so many mistakes. Let me tell you something. No word from God will ever return to him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth to accomplish. No word from God will ever fail. You, you know, are you guys okay? You doing okay? Check it out. I, I just got to share this because it's mind-blowing to me. See, because a lot of times you've done things and you've gone places and it was just absolutely wrong, but it didn't, it didn't screw up God's plan. In the book of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, it says this, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah saying, arise and go. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah saying, arise and go. And we know the story, right? Jonah arose and he went. He just went the other direction. He just went and did his own thing, and it says that he went down to Joppa, and he went down to where the boats were at, and he went down to the bottom of the boat. Then he went down into the bottom of the sea, and then he went down to the belly of a great fish. It's a downer when you do life a different direction than God's, okay? But in the middle of that mess, I mean, and he, it, it, go read it. In the middle of that, in, in, in the middle of that, you know, uh, the first three words of the second chapter of the book of Jonah, it says, then Jonah prayed. I bet he did. He, he, he said, in the belly of hell, he said, I'm in the middle of hell, got seaweed wrapped around my head. Suddenly, I need to cry out to God. Isn't it funny? The times that we come running to God usually are times of chaos, catastrophe, but he's still there. 
And, and, and in the middle of all of that, go read it. He said, and he began to give God thanks. He did what Philippians said. He began to rejoice in the Lord always, right in that place that looked so bad, it looked so miserable. I promise you, three days in the belly of a great fish, I promise you, it's not in the book, but I promise you, he fasted for three days. Unless he was into sushi, and then, then he had a buffet. But, you know, he, 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 seaweed wrap, he, he wrapped around his head. He began to give glory to God and give thanksgiving to God. And, and, and guess what? The, he, the, the fish, you know what? When you begin to, to thank God in that place, you know the thing that used to make you sick, the situation that makes you sick? If you begin to praise God, it'll make the situation sick. He began to thank God and praise God, made the fish sick. The sick, the sick fish threw him up on the shore. Threw him up. Oh, the way back up again. Hello, somebody. Jonah chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, saying, Arise and go. It's the same word. See, listen. What God speaks comes out of what God speaks to. When God said, My plan is to prosper you, it wasn't just to educate you. It was to speak it into you. That seed is in you. And if you'll honor the Lord with the first fruits of all thine increase, you get right back to where he, God has the ability to collapse the time. The th- stuff that you thought was impossible will suddenly become possible. But you can't, you can't bring God a gift that you don't care about. You just want our money. Well, here's what we're going to do today. If you think I'm after your money, I want you to write out your check to a different church. And I'll make sure they get it. Write it out to Convoy of Hope. And you can feed children. And every country around the world. You don't have to ride out to the garden. I think someday when you mature, you'll understand that we're not trying to get your money. But don't you miss your opportunity to open the door for God to be God in your life. Now, I don't care who you make the check out to. What I care about today, you, honestly, what I care about today is the fact that God's plan for your life needs you to be directed to the place where the thing that he's located is waiting on you. We got to get you to the right place. We got to get you to the right place. So you can't lean on your own understanding, but you have to submit to God. You have to submit to God. You have to have to you have to lean in and say, "Okay, God." And some some of you, some of you, we're gonna, we're going to we're going to receive an offering now. And some of you, you know what? You, you need to you need to take a minute and you need to let God talk to you because you probably you know you know you know what I said last week. Last week I said, "You know how hard it would be for me to be disappointed." For like two, 24 hours. I mean, I had to work at it. And then I had the week from hell. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking all week long, why did I have to say that? And so now today, now today I'm telling you, you need to give something that moves you. And I'm thinking, why? Why, why would I say that? Because now I have to up my gift. I got to give something that moves me. You got, you got to sow a seed today. You, you, you got to honor God today. Why? So he can get you on the right path. So he can get you on the right path. So you can trust him with all your heart. And if you think, and, and if you think like I did, that money's no big deal and money doesn't matter, you got to change that. You got to stop wasting it. I wish I had another hour. You gotta stop living. You gotta stop living that way. And, and if you struggle with that, you gotta get signed up for financial peace. You gotta retrain your brain, and you gotta realize that God's plan for me is too big for me to just waste everything on me. And instant gratification. You gotta stop it because God's for me. 
He's not working against me. He's not trying to keep things from me. He's trying to get me to have a collision with all these good and wonderful things. Before we take that offering, I want you to close your book. I want you to bow your heads because some of you, some of you, you, need to, you need to have a collision with Jesus today. You need to have a collision with Jesus today, and you're here and you're in this place. And you need to know that God is for you. He's not against you. And you need, you need to, you know, sub, submit your life to Jesus. You need to give Jesus the opportunity to come in and take over. You need to be born again. Some of you need to be born again again. Because you've, you've wandered off and you separated yourself from God and, and he's not far from you. It's just that you place so many things between you and him, you can't reach him. And it's time to take those things, knock them off the shelf and get back in connection with God. So we're all gonna pray a prayer today. Everybody in the room is gonna pray it. We won't embarrass you. I'm not gonna have you stand. I won't call you out. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, pastor, I'm gonna make this prayer my prayer. I'm getting real with God because I need God to get real with me. So uh, it just include me in this prayer. And I just wanna agree with you in, in, in that prayer. And if you're here and it's you right now, I just want you to hold your hand up really high just so I can agree with you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. I want everybody, everybody in here to pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody give God a hand. Celebrate with heaven right now. Now get your offering ready. Usher's going to come if you need an envelope. If you're giving on the device, you can give that way. If you're giving cash, put it, put it in that envelope. But just take a minute. Just close your eyes again. We're going to pray over this. I, I, I know that, I know that this, is, this is an area that a lot of people struggle in, but man, I'm telling you, we've we we got to get to the right place got to get to the right place. And God, we just thank you that you have given us strength for all things. We can do this. We can be the people you've called us to be. God, we need to learn to trust you with all our heart. And instead of justifying a life that's not being lived your way, God, instead of justifying that, we're, we're not going to lean to our own understanding. But in all our ways, even in giving, we're going to acknowledge you. We're going to submit to you. And the peace of God. God, I just thank you that that peace is going to come. But God, that you're, you're going to direct our path and we're going to end up in the place where the thing that you prepared, we want to collide with that. God, I just thank you that we're, we're putting a stop to the seed eater in the lives of a lot of people today. God, that you, you yourself are going to go out and, and, and guard the borders of their life and the enemy that's trying to come in and kill, steal, that you're, you're going to stop him because that's what your word says. You, you promise that in your word. Nowhere else in the word does it say that if we would obey you, that you'd open up windows of heaven and pour out blessings we couldn't contain. So today, God, as we, as we honor you, we worship, this is worship. So God, we're given something that means something to us. We're given something that means something to us. So today, Lord, be glorified. As we honor you in our giving, as we worship you today, we thank you. We thank you, God that the end result is going to be better than our current condition. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said amen. Come on, give him one more hand. Thank him for the opportunity to give.